Welcome to Loom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and I am your oldie host, John Lovery. Last night, I called an urgent staff meeting, but as I am the only member of the staff, of course, no one else showed up. I did the usual things you do at a meeting. I took attendance. One was present. That was me. I read the minutes from the last meeting, and uh, I approved them. I then called for the treasurer's report, and I reported there was no money in the fund now, and there never has been, and that report was uh, accepted by me. I then asked if there was any old business, and I responded yes. That is what Heirloom Radio is all about, old business, of playing old radio shows on a podcast just to try to keep the memory of the golden age of radio alive for those few who might still remember it, and to introduce the tremendous talent that entertained and informed the world as the only form of immediate mass media from about 1930 to around the early 1950s to younger people who never had a chance to listen to the golden age of radio. I called for the report to be approved. It was first... And then I second, I seconded it, did both of those things. I firsted it, and firsted it, is there such a word as that? Anyway, I firsted it, and then I seconded it. And I asked all those in favor to say aye, and I said aye. So that was done. Next, I asked for any new business, and I called upon myself. And uh, I said, I have something that I've been thinking about for a month or so, and that was that I had not posted any Superman shows for about five months. And there were listeners that liked Superman, and I thought it was time that I post a couple of episodes. I thought it was a good idea, and I called for a vote. It was unanimously approved. So as a result of the staff meeting, you were about to hear two back-to-back episodes of Superman. Episode 20 and 21 on our Heirloom Radio Superman playlist. First up is from August 26, 1940, and it's part one of the Professor Thorpe adventure. And the second program, episode 21, is part two of Professor Thorpe adventure. And that was uh, from August 28, 1950. So with that, Clark Kent, and we all know who he really is, right? Lois Lane... Jimmy Olsen, and Perry White are all involved in this adventure with Professor Thorpe. The series ran from 1940 to 51 on Mutual and ABC Radio, and it's now going to be rebroadcast here on Heirloom Radio. And I thank you for listening. I will now close my meeting. Superman, mighty visitor from another world, who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, 
race a speeding bullet to its target. And walks among human beings disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. As our story opens, Kent has been called into Editor Perry White's private office. White has another visitor with him, a little silver-bearded old man who is immediately introduced to Kent. Listen. Oh, come in, Kent. I want you to meet an old friend. Professor A.B. Thorpe. Professor, this is Clark Kent, my star reporter. Oh, I'm glad to know you, sir. How do you do, young man? Uh, sit down, Kent. Make yourself comfortable. Thank you. Now then, do you know anything about ichthyology? Ichthyology? No, I can't say that I do. Well, Professor Thorpe will explain. Uh, to put it simply, Mr. Kent, ichthyology, as you probably know, is the study of fish. In my case, the deep-sea variety. Now, oh, I... then you're the Professor Thorpe who's invented a new type of bathysphere, sort of a deep-sea diving bell? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, That's why I called you in, Kent. The professor sails from Key West tomorrow to the island of San Monacan in the Caribbean Sea. He's going to do research on the tropical marine life in those waters. And you want me to get a feature story on the expedition? Well, I'm more interested in the bathysphere itself. From what I hear, there's nothing like it in the whole world. Oh, now you're exaggerating, Perry. But it, uh, it does contain a few new ideas. Suppose you tell Kent about it right now, Professor. Well, and take uh, notes on the story as you talk. Yes. Uh, what's it like, sir? What are the new features you've invented? Well, for one thing, my bathysphere allows men great freedom of movement at the very bottom of the sea. Uh-huh. Just imagine a fully equipped scientific laboratory at the ocean bed. Uh-huh. Equipped with a system of safety doors allowing divers to walk right out onto the floor of the ocean. Deeper than man has gone before. I see. About how far down can you go with your bathysphere? Oh, easily a quarter of a mile. Hey, that's pretty good. The bathysphere is my life's work, Mr. Kent. And it represents a life saving. If anything should ever happen to it, I... I don't know I'd ever manage to build another. Uh, excuse me, Professor. Surely. Silly desk, White. Oh, hello, Sloan. What is it? What? You don't say. Left Key West this morning. Well, that's impossible. Telephone back for a confirmation. You've already done that, and the story is confirmed. Oh. Professor, I, I've got bad news for you. Uh, what is it, Perry? I heard you say something about Key West. That's where my ship, the Juanita, is docked. You mean that's where your ship was docked? What, what happens to White? Why, why do you say that, Perry? Why, what, what do you mean? That telephone call was from Sloan, yes. our teletype editor just received word on our news ticker that your ship sailed from Key West a few hours ago. The, the Juanita sailed? Oh, that's impossible. It can't be. There's some mistake. There's no mistake. We have a confirmation from the Key West Authority. But we were scheduled to leave until tomorrow. Juanita couldn't leave without me. Where, where could she have gone? Don't you have any idea, Professor? Well, Mr. Kent, I, I don't know anything about this. I, I don't know what to say. The bathysphere was on board. All our equipment, all my private papers and charts. Hey, wife, that ship has been stolen. You're right. Stolen? I'll notify the Coast Guard. They'll stop her before she gets far. No, uh, no, please. I, uh, I, I won't have the police drawn in. Uh, Why not, Professor? I, uh, I, I don't want that sort of publicity. I, I couldn't stand it. Well, in that case, there's nothing we can do. Oh, yes, there is, Mr. White. I have an idea. What is it, Kent? Is the Daily Planet seaplane still moored in the bay? Yes. Well, let me take it and pilot Professor Thorpe to Key West. We could overtake the one either before she gets far out to sea. Mr. Kent, that's a lifesaver. It's the only solution. Now, please, Perry. My dear. Well, it is my only chance to straighten this mess out without publicity. Perry, you, you have just got to help me. Oh, relax, Professor. Relax. Of course I'll let you have the plane. Kent will fly you down there immediately. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Perry. Thank you so much. Uh, 
Come on, Mr. Kim. Hurry. There's no time to lose. We must get underway at once. Anita, below us. Are you sure, Professor? Oh, absolutely. We're sufficiently low to make out enough detail. Ship for reckoning. Look there on the bridge. Uh, that must be Captain Maddox. Good. But that's a bandage on his head. He sees us. He's waving up at us. Ah, there, you see. I knew the ship wasn't stolen. I guess you're right. Well, we land. I'll put the plane down in the water close by. All right. Here we go. Kent, Kent, for heaven's sake. No danger, Professor. Just hold tight. Ah, well, here we are. Now I just wait here for your captain to send over a small boat to pick us up. Yes, and when I see him, he's going to get a piece of my mind. I want a complete explanation of this business. Yes, he has a lot of explaining to do. Uh, Kent, I say, can you see what those sailors are doing at the ship's rail? Yes, they're launching the small boat. I can... No. Great, Scott, they, they've wheeled a gun up on deck. Uh, what's that? A gun? Yeah, it's a small cannon. They... Why, so they... Oh, Professor Thorpe, it's being aimed straight at us. Look, you, you'd better stand up there near the motor in plain sight. Yell for them not to shoot. Oh, bless my soul, indeed I had. Captain Maddox, stop that. Don't fire. It's, it's I, Professor Thorpe. Can't, can't they, they, they don't seem to hear me. You're right, sir. They're getting ready to fire. They have fired. Well, Scott, they almost hit us. Well, they only missed us by a few feet. Did you see a splash in the water there? Yes, and they've reloaded for another shot. You Get down. Can't. Are they mad? Jump, Professor. Jump! Professor. Professor Thorpe. Why? Why, he hasn't come up. Scott, I hope he wasn't hit by that shell. Well, this is where Clark Kent gives way to Superman, and quickly. I'll have to work fast. Dive down after him. Here goes. <laughs> Down, faster. No time to lose for the life at stake. Where is he? It's hard to see through this murky water. I... Hold on. What's that? It looks like... Yes, it is. Professor Thorpe sinking to the bottom. Must have struck his head when he fell. Ah, got him. Now to bring him to the surface. Up, up, up. I'm above the surface now. Thorpe's still unconscious. Fortunately, the coast is clear. Sailors are all on the other side of the ship where our plane went down. I'll have to take Thorpe on board. Up, up, and away! Kent. Uh, hey, Kent. Professor, you all right? Yes, I... I suppose so. I saw a little water. But what happened, Kent? How did you get me on board? Well, after I found you in the water, I pulled you over to the side of the ship. I found a rope and brought you up here on deck. A little first aid treatment, and huh, here you are. I see you. Can't I? I'm grateful. Someone's coming this way. Yes. The man with a bandaged head, wearing the captain's uniform. Yes, that's Captain Maddox. Maddox! Maddox! Come over here! Well, I'll be. Professor Thor. Were you on that seaplane I just sank? Yes, of course I was. Don't tell me you didn't recognize me. Word of honor, Professor. I'd never have shot at you if I had. You had no business firing on anyone, Maddox. 
And why did you leave Fort without me? Why, I was only following your instructions. My instructions? Confounded. What on earth are you talking about? Yes, telegram, sir. Ordering me to sail from Key West without you. But I never... And to fire on any craft that tries to stop us. Maddox, now one of us is insane. I never sent you any such message. Well, I got it. Got it right here in my pocket. Can't I? I can't make head or tail of it. Just a moment, Professor. Captain, you say you've got that telegram handy? Sure have, sir. Here. Read it for yourself. Thank you. He's right, Professor. What? Listen to this. Well, well what, what does he say? Captain Maddox, proceed to San Monacam without me. What? Strict orders to fire on any craft attempting to stop you. But I... We'll I... explain later. Signed, A.B. Thorpe. I never sent that telegram. Nobody sent it, sir. I got it's it. It's an outrage. It's a forgery of my name. I'm sorry, sir. I've got to get back to the bridge. Engine room's crawling. All right. Keep right on your course, Maddox, and come to my cabin as soon as you get free for a moment. Wait a moment. What happened to your head? Why is it bandaged? Just a little accident, sir. Nothing serious. It looks serious, but you can tell me about it later. Come along, Kent. We'll go to my cabin. Okay, Professor. Say, uh, what do you make of that telegram? I don't know, Kent. But it may mean that we're in for a peck of trouble. Someone's evidently trying to get hold of this boat. Well, who do you think it might be? I haven't the faintest idea. How about Maddox? Are you sure he's trustworthy? No question about it. He came to me with the highest recommendation. Well, Professor, I'm sure Maddox is mixed up in this. Why do you say that? Well, look at the evidence. Who took the ship out of port? Maddox. Who gave the orders to fire on us with murderous intent? Maddox again. Well, I... His only explanation is the telegram he claims to have received. Well, isn't, isn't that sufficient proof of his innocence? No, sir, it's not. He could have sent that telegram to himself. Kent, if you're correct, Maddox meant to kill us both. That's the way it adds up, Professor. Good heaven. Oh, here we are. This is my cabin. Oh. Come in, Kent. No. Hold on a moment. I can't. What's the matter? It might be nothing at all, but... Listen to that sound, that, that tapping. Yes. Yes, it seems to be coming from beneath the floor. What's down there, Professor? The hold of the ship. Storerooms, motors. Kent, you don't suppose... That tapping is a signal, Professor. I'm sure of it. Listen. Three short ones, three long ones, and three short ones over and over again. I can't. That's the Morse code. Morse code for SOS. That means help. Come on, Professor. We've got to get down into the hold of that ship. Somebody needs help. Yes, yes, but who could it be? Well, that's what we've got to find out. Lead the way, Professor. Quickly. Gathering mystery on board the Juanita. A frantic SOS for help. Who is the prisoner in the ship's hold? Will he reveal the center of the telegram that almost caused the death of Professor Thorpe? Is Kent right? Is Captain Maddox the culprit? If so, why is he trying to seize the science ship? Into what grave dangers is the Juanita sailing? Listen in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! Setting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! 
Now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who walks about among men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered news reporter. As you remember, Kent and Professor Thorpe in the Daily Planet seaplane had flown in pursuit of Thorpe's ship, the Juanita, which they learned had sailed from Key West without the professor. When they found the ship, they were fired on by a cannon which had been wheeled up on deck. And Professor Thorpe, unconscious, had been knocked into the sea. Kent, as Superman, had rescued the professor and brought him aboard the Juanita. Captain Maddox, his head bandaged, explained his strange behavior by producing a telegram apparently signed by Professor Thorpe, ordering him to sail at once and to fire on any craft that might attempt to stop him. Certain that the false message was sent by somebody who wanted to gain possession of the professor's precious bathysphere, a new type diving bell invented by Thorpe for a study of deep sea fish, Kent and the professor were in their cabin discussing the peculiar event. And they heard a tapping from the ship's hold below deck. They identified it immediately as Morse code for SOS, help. Their story continues today. Kent and Thorpe are rushing down the companionway to find the sender of the urgent message. Listen. Kent, this is the most amazing chain of events. Hurry, Professor. No time to talk now. Do you think someone is really being held prisoner at the hold? We'll know pretty soon. Let's hurry. Uh, here, here we are. Below deck. And now quiet. Listen. Captain, you stopped. Well, so it is. What do we do? Oh, we'll have to look around quietly. If someone is being held prisoner down here, we, we don't want to let the wrong people know that we're wise yet. Yeah. All right. We'll split up and search the entire hole. Say, what's the matter with you, Kate? Hmm? What are you listening for? Oh, Nothing. Nothing at all, Professor. Go on, you, uh, you take the forward end. Look among those boxes. And you? I'll uh, look around here. All right, Kate. Call me. If you find anything. All right. I must give myself away that time. I was listening to something. Heavy, labored breathing. It seemed to be coming from behind that steel partition. Wonder if there's a door there. There is a steel bulkhead door, but it's locked. The time to bother looking for keys. I'll have to twist it apart. Now then. There, that did it. Twisted the hinges. Now to force it open. There we are. Great, Scott. There's a man on the floor, gagged, bound, and blindfolded. Better change back to Clark Kent and free him. All right, all right, take it easy, mister. I'll have you free in a moment. There you are. You better? I sure do. Thanks, son. Thanks a lot. Are you the man who was tapping out that SOS? Yeah. How did you manage to do it? Oh, my feet. Nothing else I could use tied up like this. Hey, but who are you? Where did you come from? I... Hey, where are you? Oh, did you find anything? Yes, right here, Professor. What? Bless my soul. Captain Mather. Well, that's me, all right, Professor. But, but what are you doing down here out of uniform? And who tied you up like this? Oh, darned if I know, but I'll soon find out. You mean like that, sir? But, Professor, this can't be Captain Maddox. We left Maddox on the bridge a few moments ago. Huh? He had a bandage covering his head and face. Me? On the bridge with my face bandaged? Oh, no. I've been down here a night and a day, I reckon. Kent, what? 
What is this? Professor, are you certain this man is Captain Maddox? Of course it's Captain Maddox. But who is the man who spoke to on the bridge? The man with the bandaged head. I'm beginning to see now. Obviously, he's an imposter. That bandage was used as a disguise. Look here, Professor. Do you mind telling me what's going on here? Who is this young fellow? Captain, this is Clark Kent, a reporter who's making the trip with us. How do you do, Captain? Yeah, how are you? Well, it's lucky we heard your signal on deck, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, tell us how you got down here. Well, I was standing in the starboard deck last night when Sparks, the radio operator, came by. Yes? First thing I knew, someone slipped up behind me and cracked me on the head, and everything went black. They came to us down here, dressed up like a hog. Why, the scoundrel, that mutiny. This job appears to have been very cleverly planned. Go on, Captain. That's all there is to it. Been trying to get free ever since. Now, suppose you tell me your side of the story, young man. Well, it's short but interesting. Captain Maddox, the man on the bridge of this ship has fooled the crew into thinking he's you. What? Just as he fooled us. Well, I'll be... Well, why would he do that? Who is he? Well, we don't know, but it looks like there's a plot afoot to seize the ship and the professor's bathysphere, Captain. Well, that's piracy, young fellow. Where is that masquerading devil? Let me get my hands on him. He must be on the bridge. Professor Thorpe, you've got to throw him in irons. Come on. I'm right with you, Captain. So am I. Let's go. Get that as the three men race up the companionway stairs to the deck, another scene is being enacted in the radio cabin, where Spark and Wolf Cleland, who has been masquerading as Captain Maddox, are plotting together. Listen. You see here, Wolf. What do we do now that the professor and his pals are on board? Only one thing to do. We'll have to get rid of them. Sure, but how? Don't worry. I'll find a way. There's too much money at stake to let go of it now. You bet. But we'll have to work fast. Yeah. They find Maddox down in the hole and tip off the crew as sunk. Say, maybe we ought to radio Escobar. Ask him what to do. He was going to call us, wasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't called yet. We've been at this machine all day and there hasn't even been a chirp out of it. Wait a minute. Somebody's calling us. It sounds like Escobar. I'll give him a go-ahead. SS-1 leader entering. Come in, please. SS-1 leader entering. Come in, please. Hello, Sparks. Escobar. Everything on the control? Come in. We got the ship, Pete, but Thorpe just came on board. What do we do? Come in. You fools. What went wrong? Come in. He flew out after us. We took care of his plane, but the guy with him got up on deck. He fell for Wolf's telegram story, but he might get wise later on. Come in. Tell Wolf to put him out of the way. Both of them. Get rid of him for good. That's all for the present. I'll call you back later with more instructions. Signing off. Boy, Pete sounded funny sore. Yeah, I heard him. Now we'll have to go to work. Got your gun handy? Yeah. Holy smokes, look who's on deck. The professor and his pal. And Maddox. What do we do? Listen, they're coming after us, so let them come. As soon as they get inside, put your gun on them. Quiet. There they are, the rats. Come on, Kent, grab them. Look out, Captain. The radio operator has a gun. Stand back, you guys. Get your hands up or I'll shoot. Oh, no, you won't. I'll say that. Look out, Kent. Kent, are you hurt? No, I'm okay. This man seems to have shot him. Oh, leave him be. Give me a hand. Give me a hand. All right. I got him. Put him up, fella. You don't have a chance. I'll say you're both dead first. Oh, yes, that's true. Stop it, I say. Professor Thorpe. Good Gordon Kent. You too, Captain Maddox. I'll handle this man myself. Pretty brave with that gun, ain't you, Professor? Yes, and I'll shoot you down like a dog if you try anything. Keep your hands up and get your back against the wall. Okay. Okay. Well, nice work, Professor. 
How did you get the gun? I dashed into my cabin when I saw the fight start. I thought a gun might come in handy. Ken, what happened to the radio operator? Uh, his, his revolver went off while I was wrestling with him. One of the bullets must have gone the wrong way. Well, let me have a look at him. Professor, he's badly wounded. You'll need immediate attention. Get somebody to carry him to a cabin and dress his wound. Say, Professor, Kent, look here. What is it, Captain? It's tattooing on Sparks' chest. It's an odd pattern. Here, look at it. Well, it's shaped like an octopus. Uh, it looks more like a map to me. Captain Nottis, did you say there's a map tattooed on that radio operator's chest in the form of an octopus? Yes. See for yourself, Professor. No. No, I, uh, I'd rather not. Kent. Yes? Kent, op- open this other man's shirt to see, see if there's the same tattooing on him. Well, Professor, what's the matter? You look upset. Hey, Kent, do as I say. No, you don't. You'll get your hands off me. No, hold still. You remember, I've still got this gun. Go ahead, Kent. Okay. Well, well, Kent, what do you find? You guessed right, Professor. The same identical tattooing. Uh, Both of them with the same map and the shape of an octopus. What does it mean, Professor? Take the bandages off his head and face. Yes, let's see what he looks like. Hold on, you guys. I'll pull him off myself. Huh. Well, Maddox? Surprise? It's Wolf Cleland. Guess you never knew how much we resemble each other, did you, Maddox? Do you know this man, Maddox? Know him? There isn't a man that ever sailed the Caribbean Sea that don't know him. Uh, he's one of the worst crooks that ever polluted these waters. Now we're getting somewhere. Leland, what's the meaning of these tattooed maps? Why were you and the radio man trying to seize the ship? That's my business, brother. You better talk now, Cleland, for your own good. Piracy on the high seas carries a stiff penalty. Well, if you really want to know, ask Professor Thorpe. He can tell you. He has a mind to... Professor Thorpe? Professor, is this man telling the truth? Do you know why your ship was stolen? What these maps mean? Yes. I think I do now, Kent. Oh, for heaven's sake, tell us. What's this all about? Kent, I have a confession to make. You may as well know the truth now. I've been sailing under false colors. Really? Just a moment, Professor. Is it Juanita? Come in. The radio. Someone's calling us. Here. Here's the switch. Let me take that, Captain. S.S. Juanita answering. S.S. Juanita. This is the S.S. Juanita. Come in, please. Hello, Spark. Escobar speaking. Have you taken care of Thorpe and the other one? Come in. What does he mean? Throw the switch. Tell him yes. Ask him. Ask him what to do now. Yes, we took care of them. What do we do now? Listen carefully. Here are the new instructions for you and Cleveland. Everything depends on how you carry them out. Mystery, dark and foreboding, hangs like a cloud over the Juanita. What is the meaning of the strange octopus-shaped map tattooed on the chest of Wolf Cleland and the radio operator? What connection have they with Pete Escobar, leader of the pirate gang? How much does Professor Thorpe know? And how much is he hiding behind a cloak of frightened silence? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of adventure on the high seas with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Goodbye.